Hi everyone, Jason here. On May the 14th, Stephen and myself will be appearing with the one and only Mark Lewison at the Pavilion Theatre in Dunleary, Dublin. We're going to be celebrating 60 years of a hard day's night and we would love you to join us. For tickets, go to paviliontheatre.ie or nothingisrealpod.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Nothing is Real, a Beatles podcast, is powered by Acast. Welcome to Nothing is Real, a podcast about the Beatles. My name's Jason Carty. My name's Stephen Cockcroft. And we're live on tape from Dublin and Belfast. And uh, this is a surprise bonus episode because it is the 18th of December 2020 and it is the release date for McCartney 3, the lockdown slash rockdown new album from Paul McCartney. So myself and Stephen thought that we would um, have a little knocking of the heads on the album and uh, drop it as a surprise for you all on today. Um... Now, perhaps before I let Stephen talk, I should say that we have not discussed the album uh, to each other already. Isn't that right, Stephen? Absolutely. Not a word. Not a word. We do not know each other's uh, immediate opinion uh, of the album. Um, That's that's not to say we haven't made a guess. (laughs) I have a guess. Oh, well, should we do that? Should I? No, 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 no. no, no. I I shouldn't guess what I think you thought. Okay, that'd get very meta. Um, But uh, in case you're worried about us and think that we're recording this at three in the morning on the 18th of December, we sneakily... We are. are. Actually, yes, we are. (laughs) That's exactly what's happening. Uh, It's not like we managed to get our hands on a slightly earlier uh, release version to to listen to and review. So, um, well, let's get this first bit out of the way. What I I think we'll do is if we go three, two, one, and then call out our mark out of 10... For this album, you happy to play along with this? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. I'm, I'm I marked it out of fifty five. But... Oh, did you? Well, like that's, that's too <laughs> that's many marks. Fine. That's fine. Um, okay, so here we go. Three, two, one, eight. Four point two. Really? Out of ten, five. Yeah. No, no. Out of, right. Do you want to do that again? I thought you were doing it out of ten. Uh, well, I was no, saying eight, eight out of ten. It, I was saying, well, then I'm saying 8.4. 8.4 out of 10. Oh, well, that's interesting. That's good. Eight and, a half, eight and a half out of 10. Well, there we go. Sorry, that's I was looking at a piece of paper where I wrote four out of five. So, uh, this, uh, this, yeah, this is going eight, eight well. And a half, eight this and is, a half out of 10. This is, uh, this, this is, a, uh, it's this is how bonus episodes go. It's, 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 we're so tired. Yeah, it is three in the morning. Wink. Um, so yeah, McCartney 3. Okay, well, that's, that's good. So we're both coming at it from a good place. I mean, the history of McCartney 3, if you're listening to this, you're, you're obviously well plugged into what's been going on. Um, you know, the, the first rumblings I heard about this album, uh, I was checking my Twitter feed, was on the 17th of September. I put up a, a tweet saying, hey, there's rumours of a new McCartney album coming out. And uh, that was kind of from that usual place where you get all your rumours, which is the Hoffman Forum. And I think but up until that point, it had been wishful thinking, be, to, really. 
to be, but to be fair, I think you predicted this much earlier in lockdown. Uh, Did you, well, like very early in lockdown, you said, wouldn't it be great if Maka was stuck in a, locked in a studio somewhere? You were a bit worried that he was in New York at the beginning of the lockdown and then we find out he was in England and he was he was in Sussex and... and yeah, we were, we were playing Where Is Maka and Is He Okay? Yeah. I mean, you know, when 2020 began 14 years ago, um, it... it you know, it was very, when the lockdown kicked in, the first pictures of Macca were that he was getting off some kind of private plane in New York. Yeah. And then the next thing we heard about was, and I can't remember what date it was, but it was that date in April when the telethon was on and he appeared and he sang Lady Madonna. Um, I think that, that's the point at which you definitely said to me, he's in the studio, we're going to get McCartney 3. Wouldn't well, it be great is, if there was McCartney 3? That is what I noticed, because when he when he appeared on that thing for, for Lady Madonna, um, it was obvious that he was back in his home studio if not in the zone he, well yeah it was a bit well he got i think i think elton john managed to deflect a lot of the bad publicity that night yes. um, but uh, uh, we'll, if, we'll cancel elton for next year's next season's oh, uh, uh, interview <laughs> um but elton had his i'm dill danding which got a lot yes. of uh, opprobrium at the time uh, even though it was very uplifting um but yeah paul was obviously back at his home studio uh, in his windmill and yeah, at that point, I was like, please, can he just, if he has to lock down, this man is going to Somebody do something. Give him, give him a guitar and a Mellotron. And... <laughs> um, so he was, we have to assume that it's roughly from that time uh, that he was starting to put this together. And oh, Yeah, I think kind of 90% of it must be recorded then. Yeah, but uh, here, here's the thing. that The first wave of publicity, he's been saying, it was only when I got to the end, I was keeping myself busy, and it was only when I got to the end I realised that I'd recorded an album. Do you think he realised at the end he was recording an album? I think he realised earlier than that. Unless he's actually having some kind of seizure and thinks he's living <laughs> in 1970. I, I don't think that can possibly be right. No, I think, uh, you know, I think he might, he can't, he, he must have realised that the stars were aligning and that there was a possibility for him to... to... Record his last ever album. <laughs> well, that's another odd thing, you know, could it possibly be that way? I don't know wow. about that. No. No, I don't yeah, think no, so. no. I think I, 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 I think if I were him, yeah. obviously I'm, obviously I'm not. That is uh, true. I, I, I would be signing off with this. I think. Well, the, the, the vague rumors started in September, and one of the things that triggered the rumors was the, the registration of McCartney Three as a, as a web domain, and some sleuths were saying, well, that was registered by the same company that registered other domains for MPL, but. Even that wasn't totally uh, clear. And the first official word we got was on the 16th of October, and that's when the, the dice appeared on streaming platforms. The famous dice. The famous dice. And uh, so... Last, you... last throw of the dice. <laughs> you think that's the symbolism involved? I think, I think that's the symbolism. And uh, so this was, you know, the, the, again, it's interesting how these things flash spread through uh, social media channels that as soon as these dice had appeared on Spotify. So if, if you don't know, if you pulled up a track from McCartney or McCartney 2 and you looked at the album cover on Spotify, um, a dice rolling a three would come into view and a hand would take it away again. And I think it was very effective. I think it got the job done amongst the fans. That It did. Um, but even then, so it, it seemed hard to believe that it was really going to, to happen. And it was a few days after that, that the official announcement, then people got dice in the post. That was kind of threatening. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a worry. <laughs> we, we didn't get dice in we the post. We didn't get dice. So we, yeah, that's a bit 
uh, upsetting. Shame on you, Universal Music, shame. But, but you can now buy the dice as a bundle if you want. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no all exclusivity you, all you, there. All you people have got free dice, take that. Uh, and it's just another commodity. The first official physical announcement was actually an hour before the real announcement, which was this third man vinyl, yellow and black vinyl. That was the first pack shot that we saw. I think that's what they call that's it. That's right. And I, I, I see behind you there, you managed to get three <laughs> copies of that. Here's how, uh, here's how uh, dumb I am, because I, I got word of that almost immediately. And I got the website to, 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 to buy one of these limited 300, there's only 333 copies, I think, yep. of um, Jack White from uh, the White Stripes runs uh, Third Man Records, which is a bespoke oh, boutique oh, vinyl yeah. company. Wake up, Stephen. Stay away Sorry, from the... Jack White. It was just Jack White. Jack I, White, I... a man literally made of wooden leather. And yeah. uh, he has this bespoke label for vinyl recordings and all the rest. And he had 333 copies of McCartney 3 in yellow and black vinyl made from recycled old copies of McCartney 1 and 2, which seems a bit harsh, if you ask me. And wouldn't be of high vinyl quality. But anyway, I got to this webpage where I could have bought one. And instead, I did what any self-respecting person would do, which is I copied and pasted the link into the Nothing Is Real Twitter feed to say, hey, everyone, look at this. And by the time I went back, uh, about two minutes later, they were all sold out. And they're now school, selling for about... School, schoolboy error. Schoolboy <laughs> error. Absolutely. You were, you're thinking of the fans. I was thinking of the Nothing Is Real family. You were family, pointing like out to them that they couldn't buy one of them either. <laughs> um, well, it was just the first time we saw the cover and it was it was it was oh. good and exciting and uh, and then it was gone. They're about two grand now on the secondary market, even though nobody actually has one in their hands. No one's no one's bidding on my one. And the uh, you didn't get one, did you? No, no, I did didn't get one. Um, but the other topic of conversation in the intervening weeks has been the multitude of <sighs> versions, and it's it is tiresome, isn't it? It's it's tiresome and it's slightly desperate and given given that we both agree this album is is a solid eight out of ten or in my case 8.4 <laughs> out of ten yeah it's it's really every day that it goes on and every new iteration that, that is released to a an uncaring public it just undermines it just it just really takes the shine off what's coming i think for me uh, anyway you see i think you know in a year or two's time all of this nonsense will be forgotten but what 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 never surprised me was the fact that you know once the you know the the rumors came out and the dice was rolling in spotify i think people thought it was going to be a surprise record drop which is no, de rigueur yeah. but i never suspected that i totally suspected the mccartney um, publicity machine to go into overdrive and it is a machine we're now seeing 12 days of McCartney where every day a song has been posted in the run-up to the actual release of the album where the sheet music gets posted on social media and people are encouraged to do covers of it and all this kind of stuff which is curious but it's total parade type stuff that he always does I mean genuinely I I think he runs the real risk of you know the people who want to pre-order it will pre-order it everybody else will be turned off by this it's taking the magic or the mystery out of it and uh, you know everyone else just stream it on Spotify and I I don't know how the algorithms work there but uh, you know is he going to get his number one I mean clearly this is is, I mean I made a joke about the last throw of the dice but this is him desperately wanting a number one. Well, Egypt oh. Station got to number one in America and got to number one in America on the back of, um, as I understand it, concert ticket sales with, with an album bundled in. And as soon as the album came out, the, it counted and it got to number one. But 
the subsequent publicity has nonstop been Egypt Station, the number one album in America. Uh, you know, and except, except you know, we we he has he has form with Egypt Station. I mean, how many different colored you know? The, yeah, that was amateur art compared with what's happening now. But I mean, you well, know, there were so many versions and Discovery editions and Explorer editions and and Postman Pat editions. And <laughs> yeah, it's I, I and in the end, I didn't buy. <clears throat> I streamed Egypt Station initially, and I bought it about six months later when I realised what you know. I just wanted a regular. If he can't reel you in, I. You well, know. Th- that's the thing. I mean, so um, Paul Sinclair, who runs the Super Deluxe Edition website, which I'm sure many people are familiar with, uh, has calculated that if you wanted to buy all the McCartney 3 iterations, I think there's eight vinyl colours with different covers. There's four different coloured CD covers, each one with a different bonus uh, demo track. There are bundles on the website of T-shirts and dice that it would cost you 650 English pounds yeah. to buy all the McCartney 3 iterations today, and, the 18th of December, uh, wink. Yeah, and, and um, you know, you've got Japanese special editions yes, as well. There is, yeah. like a, you, there's a cassette version. Yep. You know, uh, we're waiting for the wax cylinder the eight track version version. um and the album originally was due out on the 11th of december and because of apparently these vinyl issues uh it's been pumped to uh today the 18th of december and uh you know that means it's a friday and the next charts particularly in the uk is due out next friday which is christmas day will the christmas day charts have mccartney three at number one I don't know. The Christmas charts are always very strange and the album charts, as you've hinted, are always full of Christmas present albums. You know, your Robson and Jerome's, your uh, Michael Ball and Alfie Bow type records, you know, all these kind of things that, that, you know, people who buy records once a year buy them in that week before Christmas. I would love the album to get to number one. I think that'd be great, but I'm just not convinced that it will really. But, you know, is it is going to get to number one on its own merits or is it just going to get to number one because Mr. Epstein bought 5,000? <laughs> it's a version copies. of that. Will it get to number 17? It well, it's kind of a version of that. You know? um, yeah. Uh, I mean, if it gets to number one, he'll he'll obviously uh, be Never quite happy. <laughs> he'll be quite happy. I'm 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 not sure. Uh, does it deserve to get to number one? I think it's a I think it's a good album. And uh, what we might do is just have a little stroll through some of the tracks and and what yep. we think about the whole thing. Um, so track one, uh, long tailed winter bird. What do you think? I hate this track. Do you? Uh, this 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 track <laughs> and this we're track, off and we're off. This 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 track is just possibly. I'm I'm I was trying to think of a worse opening track on any McCartney album, yeah. and I really can't I really can't think of one off the top of my head. I mean, somebody out there will have a worse track than this. Something whatever the opening track on Wildlife is must be pretty bad. <laughs> um, this this track is interesting for about two minutes. Okay, and and then you realise oh it's 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 going to go on to two and a half minutes and then you think okay it's going to come around again and then it just comes around again for another two and a half minutes and it doesn't go anywhere it doesn't do anything and it's a five minute opening essentially instrumental track There's it one is essentially sort of instrumental little yeah. lyric line and it's just incredibly repetitive do you dislike it because it's the opener like if it was a b-side or if it was somewhere else on the album yeah, would you tolerate it a I, bit better i well i think i could tolerate it i think i would like it if it was half the length i think if it yeah. was a two minute opener but it's a five minute 
opening track. It's the Krina Crower of its day. <laughs> well, I, 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 I've written here in my notes, it's audacious in a way that it's kind of like a mantra type instrumental. It's, uh, it's the tr- tune we know from the trailer. So it had a certain familiarity because it's, you know, when the trailer drops, that was the, the instrumental riff that they, they knew. And I, I kind of, I kind of like the fact that, uh, okay, here we go. It's a, it's a McCartney record, i.e. McCartney one, McCartney two, McCartney three, all bets are off. But we can have a five minute bonkers mantra instrumental opening track. Yes. I was, I was very encouraged I say by the first two minutes, but but it's just far too long, uh, and it, it it just repeats itself. It does repeat itself, yeah. You know, it, it's, it doesn't it's just, have a it's second just, gear. It's, it's just like a loop, and it, it doesn't go anywhere. And uh, some judicious editing, you say audacious, I say. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Uh, it does set us up, though, for uh, you know a certain sound of the record. And, yes, it does uh, do that. It does and do that. I think it's interesting. This album is not lo-fi. I wouldn't say like McCartney yeah. one kind of has this lo-fi aesthetic. McCartney two has this lo-fi DIY aesthetic. Something about this is he, uh, he's self-produced and self-played, but it's not lo-fi he's, per se. Do you think? I, I well, had a very different. I had a very different take on it. I I, th- I thought there were a couple of kind of. I say I do like this album. There are a couple. Yeah. There are some very well developed, sort of very fleshed out tracks. But you know, there's there's quite a lot of stripped back. You know, there you is would know back, it's a, yeah. It, it, but stripped it, back it, is kind of different to lo-fi in a way. Maybe we'll 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 touch upon this as we come okay. back through certain other tracks. Uh, track two, find my way. Uh, I'll go first on this one. I think yeah. this is exactly what you want from McCartney 3. It's crazy pop music. It's vibrant. It's well produced. It goes off in some crazy directions. He, you know, he doesn't need a producer or anyone else. It's classic, as I've said before. He tips his head out onto the tape. Uh, you know, you're 90 seconds in and already more stuff has happened than on other people's entire albums. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I've written down, it sounds like Beck. Yeah, 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 it does actually, um, it? and and it's that it's that same as you say. It's just we're going to throw the kitchen sink at this, and uh, it's got a really nice little sort of instrumental touches, and I really like the the outro to it. Yes, uh, is very nice. Uh, very and that nice. crazy I, kind I, of I drumming. Like is, sometimes yeah. his drumming can be a bit sort of you know boom, tit, yes, tit, very straightforward and fine, but that kind of crazy. I guess playing on the hi hats, open and closing the hi hats. Yeah. Uh, no, drumming I love. I love. Nice. I love this track. I love this track. Uh, that's good. Okay, Pretty Boys. What do you think of Pretty Boys? Uh, the first time I heard this, I absolutely did not like this track yeah. at all. Yeah. Uh, not at all. Um, I, I've listened to it, obviously, in the last 20 minutes. I've listened to it about three or four <laughs> times. Um, and it just, it's one of my favorite tracks on the album. Like it, has a, it has a little hook yeah. that just worms its way into your brain, and it will just set up shop and live there in your brain for weeks um i i I love this track and that whole you better look but look but you better not touch that whole little hook that he repeats in the instrumental sections as well is just wonderful i've i actually the reason why i got to sort of 41 out of 55 i was i was grading each song out of five Ah. Uh, so this is my first five out of five really i i I was the same as yours the first time i listened to the album i was like uh, because you have these 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 two opening tracks which are a bit full on and then this starts and it's not full on and you know he, he kind of starts with you know look into my lens and all this kind of stuff and hey baby hey yeah and my initial thoughts were 
uh oh, I sort of imagined dirty uh, old Maca. <laughs> well, I sort of imagined them playing it to a room full of uh, music biz executives and the, them all sort of eyeing each other up, going, "Wait, what, what's he on about?" Um, but actually, if you take a step back and you realise he's kind of painting a picture, and you know, uh, you know, take the lyric as a whole, or even just listen to the piece of a whole, I, I think it is a very catchy great great song i think and it, you know like bicycles and, uh, in a row it's very imaginative well, he's, and evocative he's, he's, he's talking in an interview he said you know he's talking about male models yes i've, I've that, was, that he kind of he saw the bikes and i suppose it's like the boris bike in london or whatever it's it's mm. bikes that you can hire and he saw sort of saw these young guys queuing up for an audition or something and this this kind of reminded him there is one lyric in it that i just do not understand working for the squire <laughs> Does it and rhyme thought, with something? It rhymes with bicycles for hire. There you go. And so. I wonder, is it is it too late to with it? Because I actually I actually thought initially it was a very clever lyric because I thought he was saying working for Esquire. Oh yeah. The magazine. Is it too yeah. late to too late to call him up and get him to change that lyric? Let's uh, let's let's uh, just go around and alter all the lyric sheets for yeah. for, for all the albums. Um, okay, so Pretty Boys is track three. Track four, Women and Wives. Uh, my initial feelings were that this is uh, a bit of a sort of genre exercise. You know, yeah. I think he has said in interviews, oh, I was summoning Lead Belly. And, you know, it, it sort of reminded me of that Lady Madonna performance where he's kind of on his own and he's kind of got an odd voice on. Um, in, uh, I, I don't hear Lead Belly in this track. You know, straight from the Hog Hill Delta. I, I don't. I, don't I, yeah. I, I, I do love this. I love this song. I like that. It reminded me in a good way of mm. uh, something from Chaos and Creation. I'm, I'm one of those people. I'm not a big fan. Yep. Chaos and Creation. I think the songs are good, but I think I don't like Godrich's production. I think it's yeah. quite sterile. This has a really kind of nice, warm feeling to the production and this was one of my four out of five songs I, I i really did like this song again it grew on me after subsequent listens in the uh two hours that it's been out and yeah. uh the uh uh the 12 days of uh, mccartney promo had different people doing little kind of micro cover versions of these songs and the the lady who like, whose name i didn't write down who did women and wives does a very nice version on the piano and you kind of get a better feel for some of the piano changes because you expect them to go down and then it changes and goes up. Yeah. Um, so it is actually a, uh, yeah, I do, I do like it as well. Um, track five, Lavatory Lil. It's the one we've been waiting for. Well, ever, everybody... ever since we saw that on the track list, we thought this is going to be the, this is going to be the winner. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. 
Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Well, when the track listing came out, the first thing we saw were these kind of shots on websites of the album and people were zooming in on the label to try and read what tracks were on the album or what the songs were called or to zoom in on the sleeve and the lyric sheets. And there was a bit of a shrugging of the shoulders of people going, Lavatory Lil? Really? And, Liverpool, um, Liverpool Lil. Yeah. And it's, it's true. It's called Lavatory Lil. And uh, Lavatory Lil? I gave this song five out of five. Okay. I really <laughs> love this song. I absolutely love this song. I think yeah. the song is hilarious. Yes. I think the guitar playing is really good. Yeah. Um, it's it's a song that you could sing along to, and yeah. we all know who it's about. Do we? Do we? Well, do I we don't. not? Do it, we not? Um, I don't. I, my gosh. He, he said in what an interview. What clues has he given? He said, "Well, he said in an interview, um, this is about somebody I worked with, and I shall never tell who it's about." But that is a complete. Uh, this is uh, that's a complete red herring. Oh, okay. This, this is clearly a song about Heather Mills. Ooh, that's uh, that's well, that, I, I I I wondered was that uh, where you were going, and it was where you were going. Do you not think? Um, I have to go and laugh and look at the... You think that she's a winner when she's cooking you your dinner, but she's really coming in for the kill. And my favourite line is... Um, <laughs> so I can't remember the lyrics, because obviously you've only been listening We've to only it. listened to it for an hour or two. It's three in the morning, yeah. Stephen. It's three in the morning. Oh, God, uh, so tired. The last, the last uh, verse, I suppose it's only a three-line verse, is something along the lines of <laughs> she thinks that she's a starlet, but she dresses like a harlot, and she's heading... Over the hill. Yeah, that's uh, that'll get the PC brigade out. But you, um, I mean, it just. No, it I seems, do like Lavatory Lil. And, uh, I the, love this song. I thought this is just one of those songs where he's, as you say, he's tipping the contents of his head. Yeah. I don't. He may not know it's about Heather Mills, but it's about Heather Mills. And I, I think it's worth saying at this point that even though you're a bit, um, you're a bit cold on the opener, I do think this is a very well sequenced album. You know, yes, it, yes. It, it, it works as a, as a proper album. I was looking back at um, uh, McCartney 3 is 44 minutes long. Um, McCartney 2 is 38 minutes long, 38, 36. And McCartney 1 was 34 minutes long. So it's the longest of the three McCartney albums. But it is, it is put together in a, you know, you, you know, you have the quietness of pretty boys, you know, the woman and wives thing. And then, you know, you have this lavatory lil to kind of break it up, a short, punchy uh, bit of silliness. Absolutely great. Yeah, like Maggie May in the middle of Let It Be. You know, yeah. it just it has, yeah. a, it has a palate it's, cleansing effect. It's great. You'll be singing along to this one, Toe yep. Tappers. And he can easily, I can see him. It's one of, the, one of the tracks that I can imagine him doing with his live band, you know, just sort of. I, I think he will kicking in. If, 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 if there's a return to touring, I think this will definitely uh, be on the live we're, set. We're, we're, it'll, it'll happen. We're getting there. Um, next track, Sliden. Uh, I like this a lot. I really like this song. This is the song that I've marked down. I've given this two out of five, and it's 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 my least favorite track. I think the first time I listened to it, I didn't it didn't really register with me, and then uh, on the second and third listen, I realized that it's 
it's, it's got a lovely dense sound to it. The, uh, the melody's yeah. a bit hidden. And um, apparently... What's it, what's it about? What's any of it about? <laughs> you know, um, I just I, thought he's, 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 this is where I thought he was maybe being a little bit formulaic, where he suddenly thought, okay, I've got the kind of piano song, I've got the pop song, I, yeah. I've, uh, you know, got the Lowry Lil kind of rocking fun song, I need a Helter Skelter type song. And this, yes. this I just thought there's a little bit formulaic or something. It's just for, heavy for heaviness's sake. But I think it had a, it sort of reminded me a bit of, uh, it has elements of that kind of Cut Me Some Slack song that he did years ago. Yeah. And it sort of has a fireman vibe to it. And I like his kind of notion, you know, sliding, flying through the air, you know, that kind of, um, it, and it, it, one of the things that you notice when it's pointed out to you on McCartney too, is that he, he um, he's writing songs that reflect the sound that he's making. So it, mm. until somebody pointed out to me, temporary secretary is about a secretary because apparently he thought that, setting on the synthesizer sounded like typewriters. Yeah. That's why he wrote that song. And sliding does have sliding music in it. So, yes, you yes. know, he, so he's kind just... of doing the same kind of trick again. I, I think it's a, I think it's the hidden, uh, one of the hidden gem on, on the records. Um, but that's sliding. And that, as far as we know, I haven't got one of my 10 colored vinyl copies, but that's the end of side one. Yeah. Solid enough side. Solid enough side. Good. Very good side, I think. No, it's a very good side. Uh, side two opens with Deep, Deep Feeling. What do you think of Deep, Deep Feeling? Deep, Deep Feeling is eight and a half minutes plus. Yeah, what I've, what I've written down here is Big Oddity. Okay. It's a big oddity. Um, I, <laughs> he was I, in the I goodies, did, wasn't he? He was in the goodies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I did like I did like this song uh, just on first hearing. Uh, yeah. It seemed it and, and it, it sort of twists and turns, and you think it's over, and then it's not over, and then there's a different section. And um, so yeah, I, I like this a lot. I like the sound. I liked his voice on this track. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, I, I I thought this was a great great track. And again. Uh, you know, I would say this was a sort of audacious opening to side two if you're in old money and listening on vinyl. Yeah, I love Deep, Deep Feeling. And I yeah. think it's the cornerstone of this project in a way because it's, you know, crazy Macca, melodic Macca, you know, musical Macca. Yes. It's all these yeah, things he, in the one he place. He stops, stops at every station. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And what, what I've kind of, the notes I've written are, you know, it's like a dream that it's got a very strange form. And it's one of those songs that you're actually fine with being long, you know? And almost like, you know, your Hey Jude's or your um, Isn't It a Pities and all the rest, you know, yeah. the, the fact that it's going on, it, it's not boring. And it reminded me of uh, Sparks. So okay. Sparks, uh, you know, about 20 years ago, they put out an album called Little Beethoven and they wrote these very repetitive mantra-like songs where they would literally take one or two lines and they would sing those lines over and over yep. and over again. Well, and I've it's a fantastic album, record. Yeah. You have, yeah. So it's, yeah. Uh, um, so part of it reminded me of that, but then there's this bit in Deep, Deep Feeling, uh, it's at 5.45 in where you realize he's actually been, there's been three different melody lines in the song. And then like mm. silly love songs, he just hammers them all in one on top yeah. of each other. And you're like, oh my God, you're so, you, you know, you make this look Clever. so easy. Yeah. This, <laughs> is, he, this is, this is, this is, you know, he, do, he, he does this from time to time. And it, it seemed to me to be a little bit of a throwback to the wings mm. era. Um, just even with the keyboards in it, I thought it was a bit sort of 70s, 
I, I don't know what the what he's playing there, but it just it, it did seem to have that kind of retro feel to it. Yeah, apparently his Mellotron is 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 on this album somewhere. I think it's it's certainly I think it's in the opening track as well. Um, and then it has this kind of guitar coda breakdown at the end, and that for me was the bit that really felt like chaos and creation. It's this close yes. mic'd guitar, and yeah. you kind of I don't know whether it's a new version or that's the original demo version or whatever it is, but it it comes right up to the four. And uh, yeah, I think it's great. It is. No, I, I absolutely agree with you. This was this was another one of my five out of five tracks. Yeah, it's 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 really something. Um, and then that again is you know it, it seems in this album he likes putting kind of one song up against the other. The next track is the Kiss of Venus, and this is uh, predominantly just guitar and voice until a, a harpsichord appears later on. I I love this. I think this is yeah. A this great is this is the this melody. is the one that uh, that Donovan wrote. I think <laughs> uh, it it has that kind of. Uh, picking guitar yeah. style with him singing along with, with with the melody that he's playing on the guitar. The first time this came on, this is another one that I I, I sort of winced a bit when it mm. came on. I thought, oh, the voice. Uh, it's very old voice, Macker. It's very, old, very, very old voice. And yeah. you can hear him breathing sort of in between the lines and, and this intake of breath. And I sort of thought, oh, this is this is almost like a demo quality that that maybe a demo from a song that you would refine into something like chaos and creation but again like pretty boys the, the more i listen to it the more i like it and again i gave this one five out of five as well yeah it's got quite the melody line to it you know and it's, he's, it's just such a good melody yeah. yeah and he's you know often you know the thing about mac is he'll play counter melodies but actually he's singing the melody over the guitar playing the same yes. melody and it's very it's striking and it's very beautifully good. done yeah um, yeah, Kiss of Venus. Yeah, I agree. Five out of five. I think it's a great song. Um, next track, Seize the Day. Um, I don't think this is a good song, particularly. It's one of my lesser favorite tracks. He's um, got that Lady Madonna electric piano. I, well, you know, it, and... But it also has this kind of, it, it reminded me a bit of Who Cares from Egypt Station, this song. And it's one of these songs where he's you know, it's, it's put it there, do it now, seize the day. Yeah, it's, it's one of those yeah, kind of songs. That was it's, my... That, it's all right to be nice. Isn't that what he sings in it? That's, that's, what, I, that's what I wrote. I, <laughs> I, I, I sort of said, yeah, it's, 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 just, it's still all right to be nice. But I was listening again in, in the few hours that we yeah, had geez, available. Yeah, listen to it a lot. The more that I listen to this, this, this seems to me not to be like a who cares... It's mm. not seize the day in a, you know, let's all get out and have a wonderful time and okay, what have I missed? type thing. <laughs> it's, it's an old man, you know, he, okay. he, looking back and he's saying, you know, there'll come a time when the old days, the old ways are gone mm-hmm. and we'll be sorry that we didn't seize the day. And we, and, and it, it suddenly, it became this very, it, it seemed to take on more meaning. It seemed to become very wistful. It was sort of uh, not like, you know, captain, my captain sees the day. Yeah. Young people, we've got to live life to the full. <laughs> it was an older person passing on advice. Uh, and it just, it just, it, it suddenly, it just seemed to be very, something very poignant. Well, then maybe uh, through the, it. through the lens of 2020 and the fact that we haven't been able to do the things we wanted to do, maybe that gives yeah, it a certain I mean, I, angle. I, I, I agree with you that, that it's still all right to be nice. I, I just sort of thought, oh, that's very twee maca and that's yeah. but, but actually, I, I, the more that I listen to it in 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 the very short time we've had available, um, <laughs> the more that I like this track. I've, and I marked it up from a three to a four. 
Okay, I will go and pay it some more attention. Well, if you go and listen to that, I'll go and listen to Sliding. Okay. Um, next track is the second last track on the album, Deep Down. And um, uh, I forgot what order we're doing this in. <laughs> so I'll let you head off on Deep yeah, Down. Deep what do you think? Um, I, I like this. I thought his voice was not great on yeah. this. I, I, I thought his voice really was not great. Um, I've written down, it's got a fantastic groove going mm-hmm. to it. Um, I think it's lyrically sort of not even half-baked. Yeah. It doesn't really go out. But I thought this is the song which is 50% McCartney 1 and 50% McCartney 2. That's interesting. I mean, you know, I would... it, it, it's got a kind of an acoustic-y thing going on, but it's yeah. got that, that synthesized horn thing going on uh, as well. And I just thought it was a nice amalgam but of the two. I think uh, I think this is probably my least favorite rec- song on the album. This track, okay. I, I, I certainly put "Seize the Day" much much ahead of it. I, I think it, you know, it's in. It has a couple of interesting bits. It has this kind of odd noise at the start. Um, but that, that it, reminded that reminded me of glasses from a oh, from hottest sunglasses. Hottest sunglasses. Uh, hottest yeah. sunglasses. Um, so, yeah. It's it's just shy of six minutes long, and I don't think it pulls off what its namesake deep deep feeling pulls off. No. I think it feels like a long six minutes, and you know it's not quite as groovy as he thinks. It reminded me of that kind of. Uh, you remember Party Party, that song that came yeah. out in Flowers in the Dirt, where he's just, come on, we're having a good time, aren't we? Yeah, this is no, this is a, this is a song I actually thought might might have been better as an instrumental. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, that's possibly I, I, true, I don't, actually, think, I don't think the lyrics such as it is, and I don't think his voice adds much to this, but I do like the little kind of parping horn thing going on in the background. You know, it's more, it seemed to me just to be, that's a McCartney 2. Well, I, I, I think, you know, even though I was saying at the start, uh, I didn't think it's particularly lo-fi, what the album does have is it does have interesting things happening in the corners yes, from, the, yes. from the few times I've listened to it already. And I'm kind of looking forward to going back and listening to it in different ways, headphones, speakers, car, all those kind of things. On, on, in different colours. In different in different colours. And obviously when it's bright, because we've only listened to it since midnight when yeah. it came out. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's not a dull record, you know. Um, and then as soon as it's begun, the album is over. So the, the last track is Winterbird slash When Winter Comes. And Winterbird is just a, a short blast of long-tailed winter bird, uh, uh, kind of a reprise, that old trick that he has done on how and, many records? And, and thank, thankfully, it's only 30 seconds well, or so. you probably well, prefer well, that length of I do, uh, I do, winter I do. bird. Um, but what, he's done that on Band on the Run. He's done a version of this on, uh, well, this Venus and Mars has a reprise at the end of side one. It's, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's that whole sort of early 70s where he's kind of, in smoke-filled barns, stitching songs together, yeah. you know. But then the track that goes with it uh, to close the album proper is When Winter Comes. And I think this is a solid piece of magic. I think it's absolutely fantastic. It's a long time since we've had a Farmer Macca song. I loved it. I gave it two out of five. I can see a raised eyebrow. <laughs> two out uh, of five, no? This is, the song, this is the song that he recorded some time ago with uh, George Martin. Yeah, um, what I would say Which is, is why the is, voice might sound a little bit different on it. There is, but yeah, but there is a shockingly bad edit. Oh, is there? I didn't notice. Um, between, between the little instrumental of Winter Bird. Yeah. And then there's a sort of a little short note held and you think he's going to um, sort of just fade this in, but you can almost hear the tape machine being switched on. Oh, there's, right, like a, okay. there's a really noticeable 
edit. And I thought you set up a fade and a segue and then you just don't pull it off at all. Well, maybe that's part of, maybe that's intentional. Would it be? Maybe. Maybe. Um, I just thought, I just thought this was a bit kind of ho-hum. Oh, it's another life on the farm track. Um, <laughs> Whereas I was like, yeah, another life on the farm another track. Another life on the farm. I, I, I thought it was slightly self-conscious you, you know hmm. we've got to get down to the you know there's some foxes and there's some chickens and i've got to go on man defense and you know do all that the other thing is i i have been racking my brains for the last two, two or three hours, hours yeah trying to decide what it reminds me of the and? chorus is something else and i can't just it's it's kind of circling in the back of my mind what this song a McCarthy is, song or another song? No, no, I think it's another song. And there's just a, the little hook in the chorus reminds me of something. As soon mm. as we stop recording, I will remember. That's how the mind works. Yeah. Um, now, I still I like the song a lot. And it was uh, it was OK. It's OK. Two, two out of five is maybe a bit harsh. Two and a half. It's two, uh, it's a kind of nice ending. It's a downbeat. Yeah. ending. but it, it, it for all that it was recorded, you know, while George Martin was still with us, where it's placed, do you not think it has a kind of a farewell feeling of a feeling of an ending? Yeah. Well, I, I, like, I like do he's, think he's, you know, he's he's retiring to the farm, sort of thing. I think putting it at the end is very, uh, you know, it, it it almost sounds a bit like a hidden track, you know. Mm. Um, uh, I, I think the meaning of the song does change by having it at the end because he's been jumping through all these hoops for the previous forty minutes, and then at the end, he's kind of saying. Winter is coming, you know, next week is Christmas. Will I be number one? And yeah. I better go sort yeah. out some foxes in the field and, and all the rest. I, I, I think it's very charming and it's very reminiscent of, you know, your your hey diddles and your heart of the country type stuff. And that made me very happy. <laughs> it is. It, it, there is a there is that kind of genre of uh, Maca song. And I suppose maybe I'm being a little bit, you're talking me, Ryan. Maybe I'm being a little bit. Well, you've harsh. only had an hour or two to listen, Stephen, so it's uh, hard to, it's uh, hard yeah, to make more, a very... The, the more that I listen to it, I'll probably come right. But I did think the placement of the song was significant. And yeah. I, I, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I did no, I think just kind right. of think, you, you know... No, it does have a sort of I've got a go feel, you know? It is, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, that's exactly it. Uh, so overall, I think it's a triumph. I, you know, we weren't expecting an album in January and we're in December with an album and it's worthy of what it I, is. It is. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I was very worried about what we were going to get because I, particularly because um, certain people, I'm not pointing at anybody in particular, but you know, you um, <laughs> had this expectation, you know, McCartney one, McCartney two, McCartney three, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be. And I thought we're all just setting ourselves up for a fall here yeah. that, that he hasn't, I think, produced an album this good for ever such a long time it's 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 far better than uh egypt station i i i'm going to be listening to this album long after i have yeah. put my many versions of egypt station on the shelf <laughs> i think i think i will be listening to it i mean I, i'm a big fan generally speaking of circa 40 minute albums you know there's something yeah. to be said for, you know... It's having, exactly the right length. Yeah. yeah, it's exactly the right length. It doesn't outstay its welcome. And there may be bonus tracks hanging around and there might be a version out next year with five bonus tracks. I don't mm, want it. This don't, 44 no. minutes, uh, 11 tracks is just what you want. And I know what you mean about 
you know, I was kind of worried about listening to it for the first time. I almost didn't want to listen to it. I just wanted to keep my idea of it yeah. clear. Um, but the thing I found interesting about this whole McCartney 3 package and the publicity running up to it is, you know, often when Paul's putting out a solo album, he's kind of in competition with, he's still in competition with the Beatles. The context yeah. is this is Paul from the Beatles. And what I loved about everybody getting excited about McCartney 3 was actually, we don't give a hoot about the Beatles. We care about McCartney 1 and McCartney 2, and we're seeing it as part of that story. And so yeah. you're coming to the album in a totally different way. You're not expecting to hear, you know, paperback writer, Hey Jude, you're expecting to hear, oh, actually, I know what I'm going to get. I'm going to get some good pop songs. Some of it's going to be crazy. Some of it you're going to be like, what's he thinking? What's he doing? I'm going to go on the journey and that'll be great. And if I don't like it when I first hear it, that's cool because nobody liked McCartney 1 and 2 more or less when they yeah. first started. Yeah. And maybe yeah. I'm wrong and he's right and it'll grow. I'll like it in 10 years time. I, so that was the context you kind of see it in or hear it in. I think, I, I think that's right. This is this is an album, as you said, it's full of little twists and turns. There's lots of interesting stuff going on. It's much more interesting, much less contrived than Egypt Station or yeah. New yeah. where he's clearly chasing something. He's chasing relevance. He's, he's chasing a single. He's chasing a hit. Yeah. For all of the, the marketing that's going into this, the music itself doesn't sound like he's chasing a hit. No, it's not. And it does make you think about, you know, all the albums he has made in the years with named producers when he could have just been, you know, this, this, this is, we bang on a lot about the McGear album. This has got spirit of McGear in it, you yes. know, yeah. and, you know, he could be throwing out one of these albums every two or three years if he was just hiding in his, uh, in Hog Hill. He's, but he's a bunker. Yeah, um, that it's a it's an absolute well, perhaps, treat. Perhaps if he, he retires to the farm and once he's dealt with all the foxes, he can turn one of these out every couple of years. Oh, listen, you know, as soon as uh, as soon as everything passes, he'll be back on a stage with Abe and Rusty and Brian and Wix doing his thing. He's that's that's uh, that's where he wants to be. Well, you know, he, I, he, I want to hear Lavatory Lil in an arena <laughs> setting. <laughs> With, I a think, horn, I th with a horn section in the audience. I think we'll get it too. I, look, I think the album's a treat and it's always interesting that McCartney has a very hardcore set of fans who think they know what he should do, you know? Like, oh, he should play Ram live and he shouldn't do Beatles yeah. songs. And for years, fans have been saying, we want a McCartney 3. And for years, he hasn't been giving a McCartney 3. And the game was, well, is Fireman McCartney 3? Is Chaos and Creation McCartney 3? And now you have a McCartney 3. Um, you know, I think it's, I think it's worthy of... Uh, of the back catalogue. I'm very happy it is. with it. It's, it's, it's worthy of the name and you can't say more than that. And uh, yeah, if you if you haven't been queuing outside HMB <laughs> since midnight, uh, definitely, definitely worth your money. Just pick a colour and, and away you go. put your money down. Well, I do want to, uh, when I wake up in the morning, go to a regular store and just buy a black coffee, cop, black coffee and a black copy of the album. Uh, the I other note I've written there. at the end of my notes here, overall, there's not enough crazy keyboards. That's another side note I've written. I wouldn't have minded a few uh, more crazy keyboards. A few more crazy keyboards. But that's okay. Um, so yeah, um, you know, we'll give it a few more weeks and we'll see how it settles, uh, you know, how we feel about it in 2021. Before we go, we want to talk about uh, somebody who probably many of you might know already. In the run-up to uh, this in the past few weeks, uh, we had the very sad death of Ryan Brady and we kind of wanted to dedicate uh, this podcast about McCartney 3 uh, to Ryan. Ryan was co-host of the Take It Away uh, Paul McCartney podcast. And that's a podcast that myself and Stephen, you know, did and do love. It's a wonderful body of work, a labor of love, which kind of looks at the, the solo McCartney years. And when we were trying to figure out how we were going to approach uh, our own 
uh, thoughts on nothing is real. Um, Take it away was a huge influence, wasn't it, Stephen? Yeah, I mean, it really was. Uh, it, it's hard to kind of comprehend uh, that, that Brian isn't here and isn't able to share his views on this particular album. I mean, one of, I mean, genuinely, one of the things that I was looking forward to was hearing uh, what Take It Away would would do with this record. Um, you know, they, they'd gone all the way up to Egypt Station. Yeah. Uh, the whole catalogue was covered, and this was a new opportunity. And, I mean, it genuinely is a, uh, you know, disappointment that, that we're not going to get Ryan's take on this. He was hugely enthusiastic about everything uh, that he did. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's terribly sad. It is terribly sad, and I, that's a you know when I was the exact same when McCartney three was announced. I was like, yeah, we'll get another Take It Away episode, and I was yeah. I was really looking forward to that. And Ryan was a, a young guy in his early thirties, very accomplished. He'd uh, was, was a vice president uh, at Atlantic Records, and he was involved in a lot of artists. He was a true music fan and a music lover, and uh, yeah, we were both very very sad, and we just wanted to dedicate uh, this particular podcast to him and our thoughts are with his family and friends. It's a very sad thing and a very sad year. Um, But there we are, folks. Um, Look, McCartney 3, what do you think? Uh, Take some time, have a listen and, uh, you know, get in touch with us and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it all online um you know we're available in the usual places at beatles pod on twitter the nothing is real facebook group that Stephen runs uh, is there just knock on the door and um thank you for all your kind reviews and uh, downloading us downloading us wherever you get your podcasts um but for now this has been a bonus episode of nothing is real go off and enjoy mccartney three i think we'll we'll, we'll go and uh, get some rest Stephen. it's I very so. very late it's so. very tiring uh, my name is jason carty my name is Stephen cockroft and this has been nothing is real thank you for listening Nothing is Real is powered by Acast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thanks for listening to Nothing Is Real. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, why not become a member? You'll get access to ad-free content, bonus episodes, and so much more. Follow the link in the show notes, sign up on ACAST Plus, or visit our website, nothingisrealpod.com.